Hi brave listeners. Welcome to episode 232 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. India produced an enormous seven wicket victory over Pakistan in Ahmedabad, wrapping up the dominant victory with 117 balls to spare. Pakistan lost 8 wickets for 36 runs as they collapsed from a comfortable 155 for 2 to 191 all out before Rohit Sharma's outstanding 86 helped steer his team to victory. Five Indian bowlers were among the wickets, all taking two apiece with Jasprit Bumrah and Kuldeep Yadav sparking the collapse with superb spells after Mohammad Siraj had taken the key wicket of Babar Azam. Now Babar Azam top scored with a fine half century his first in ODIs against India but needed to captain spectacularly and hope for brilliance from his bowlers to deny India in their chase of such a relatively low target. Now Rohit Sharma's sublime knock at the top of the order made India's reply extremely comfortable with Shreyas Iyer bringing up his own half century with the winning runs. In this episode we look at all the major talking points and takeaways from this much anticipated and exciting India Pakistan match. On the podcast today we have Sanjit Desai He is a 23-year-old master's graduate in sports management from the International Institute of Sports Management Mumbai. He is a massive sports enthusiast currently associated with the Super Royals initiative by Rajasthan Royals and is also a core member and content creator of the Bharat Army Forum. He is also the main anchor and host at the Third Man Cricket Show where his team conducts live shows and analysis of cricket matches regularly. He aspires to enter the field of sports broadcasting and that is his career priority. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi Sanjit, welcome back to Never on the Backfoot podcast. It really feels great to have you back. You know, I've been following your work through <laughs> social media and our last collaboration was also quite special. So first things first, how are you doing today? Um, thank you so much Nia for inviting me yet again on the on the episode but uh, yeah i mean it's a very special episode because of what happened recently in the world cup but uh, as you can already see by my voice uh, it is completely <laughs> gone and that is because of what happened inside the stadium but, uh, nevertheless all good all better than ever right i mean now you were a part of the bharat army uh, you know watching the match live so what was that atmosphere like and how was it it was absolutely incredible yeah i mean i always dreamt about such an atmosphere for watching a big game especially india versus pakistan i mean mm-hmm. being from mumbai you could only dream about watching india versus pakistan because you ne- you you know to see these team to do teams play in in mumbai because of uh, various political reasons so mm-hmm. india versus pakistan was always on my bucket list but it was just about key when would i be able to get the chance so my only opportunities were ki asia cup mein I would probably go outside India and watch it, maybe in Dubai or something. But I never thought that my first ever India-Pakistan moment match would be in a World Cup, and it it would it is so amazing that I got to experience my first ever India-Pakistan game mm-hmm. in a cup in a stadium with capacity of over one lakh people. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, the atmosphere there was absolutely incredible, right from the national anthems in the beginning to every time India. took a wicket or or a batter hit four or six the atmosphere was absolutely incredible and when i could just keep go, talking about the atmosphere and going on and on and on for hours and hours but uh, i i mean that would also be even less but it was absolutely incredible bharat army was was at their best in terms of their vocal strength we had lots <laughs> of chance for our players 
and somewhere i don't want to be too uh, selfish but somewhere i feel that maybe bharat army played a part in taking one or two wickets for india especially when pakistan batters were doing very well i think the crowd played its part really well in terms of pushing india to do extra right i mean even for us onlookers you know watching it on television we could really see the enthusiasm and the atmosphere at uh, ahmedabad i mean it was like just simply phenomenal to see and i think i'm uh, pretty sure you experienced the pre show right with all the great artists performing uh, which was not accessible to us you know watching it on uh, ott or tv so somewhere do you think it was kind of unfair for like one set to get it and the other to not You know, to be very honest, Nia. I mean, when the pre-show was happening, I mm-hmm. really thought that it is getting broadcasted. I only got to know like after the match that it wasn't broadcasted at all for those oh. people watching it on television. So it was pretty weird because normally you you tend to notice that such pre-shows are actually for the television audience more than the mm-hmm. stadium audience. Because stadium me. hardly you get to hear about hardly you get to hear the actual audio of what is happening in the ground because of the mm-hmm. entire noise around the stadium so maybe the television audience would have the better view of it in terms of uh, quality but it's pretty strange that it wasn't aired on the uh, on the television but nevertheless i think the celebration was pretty good i mean mm-hmm. we had all these amazing bollywood artists coming in and performing their show but clearly i think the the main show was actually what happened after 2 pm and all in all those 100 hours of yeah. game that we were supposed to expect mm-hmm. so i would say that you didn't miss anything much because the real show is what you got treated to a couple of uh, hours later Right, that's actually so true. And before we get into the spectacle that we witnessed yesterday, now there is a lot of chatter, right, about how uh, there's a reserve day in place, uh, you know, in case the match faces some issues, or you know, even the extravagant pre-show performances uh, that did not happen at the cancelled opening ceremony. So somewhere, uh, do you feel like there's a double standard when it comes to an India-Pakistan match? It feels more like a BCCI event than an ICC event somewhere. To be to be honest, yes. I mean, uh, very rarely you will actually notice such things happening. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, an ICC tournament, and in any kind of a sports tournament, you expect the opening ceremony to happen on the first game of the tournament, mm-hmm. and it is quite weird that it happened almost a week later after the tournament has begun. So it is unfair on the other teams. Yes, definitely. I mean, just think about the fans who. fans of the other teams who traveled all the way from uk us or even australia for that matter yeah. to watch their teams play and then they find out that unke matches mein nahi hua like their in their matches did this kind of thing didn't happen but only when india was pakistan is playing so thoda sa unfair i would say yes but uh, you wouldn't also blame the broadcasters i mean they knew that this is the big money mm-hmm. big money game and they just wanted to milk everything out of this particular fixture and i think that is the main reason why they could have done this maybe if this would have happened after before india's first match hmm. then things would have been wouldn't have been that bad because they would have said ki chalo india ka pehla match hai and opening ceremony is still required from crowd point of view mm-hmm. but to wait actually to actually wait for like one week or so for this to happen so it's quite weird but uh, you know i mean it's it was it was always going to happen because of the way this this particular match is marketed around the world That's true, and uh, even talking about the whole ticketing fiasco that happened. Now many fans were not able to access uh, the tickets. Even uh, fans from you know, abroad who want to travel and come here uh, did not quite uh, get those tickets. And if you see the stadium at large, at least for us from TV, it looked 
blue like the entire spectators and the stands were just blue right there were hardly any patches of uh, say green because the other team competing was pakistan so uh, how do you, how do you look at the entire uh, ticketing scenario and how that played out it is very unfortunate with the ticketing scenario because i know that uh, the hype around the tickets was actually immense and i have never seen such hype for or maybe years or maybe and even a decade for for that matter uh, for mm-hmm. any indian match for that matter maybe the last time maybe it could be the 2013 sachin tendulkar's final game in uh, in mumbai mm-hmm. but apart from that i i didn't think such hype was ever in uh, in the last 10 years or so but yeah i mean it could have been handled better in terms of the ticket fiasco you i mean it usually in an icc event the tickets actually open up 9 or 10 months before the actual mm-hmm. tournament uh, begins so that gives enough time for the traveling fans to properly uh, tra- manage their travels the accommodation flight tickets and everything so 9 month 6 month window is still pretty much decent but here you saw the tickets opening up maybe like 45 days before the actual tournament mm-hmm. so even so this is harsh on the people who actually manage their travels from outside india because till september you didn't know whether you actually going to make it to india or mm. not and that kept them in a very bad shape in terms of the visa acceptance in terms of the stay i mean you saw the news about hotels i mean people mm. actually had to book hospital beds to, <laughs> yeah. uh, to to manage their accommodation so that was the scenario for this particular match but it's unfair on on the fans definitely yes but uh, even the schedule change didn't help for that matter i mean at once it was said that mm. the game was going to happen on 15th of october and then it was push, uh, pushed probably a day earlier on 14th of october so mm. that also created uh, an insult to the injury but uh, apart from that i think yes it could have been handled better by by the officials but uh, nevertheless it was always going to be a very uh, difficult race i mean you, you're talking about mm. 1.3 lakh seats in a country full of in, in a country of over a billion people mm. and probably even more from outside the india who were actually going to make the travel so it was always going to be a difficult case and you 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 don't even know how much tickets were available for the general public because of how many tickets were actually gone to the sponsors the politics politicians and everything mm-hmm. so it was always going to be unfair but uh, i am happy that that the fans who actually made it to the stadium enjoyed the vibe enjoyed the moment enjoyed the game and of course india won so uh, i think all in all it went went out well for everyone and in terms of the atmosphere inside i think this is the only is going to be the only india versus pakistan match where you will see almost 100% of fans supporting mm. a particular team that is india of course because wherever india indian pakistan are going to play you will see a good blend of fans for both the teams uh, so the next time we play them is probably going to be in the usa in new york for the next mm-hmm. t20 world cup so you'll see many pakistan fans there but today yeah but the this time it was always going to be india all the way so that may have got gotten into pakistan's head in the game and that's how the game transpired for sure and actually some real valid points uh, you bring up and in spite of this discourse surrounding the match i think what we witnessed was really special right now india registered a comfortable win versus uh, pakistan now many expected it to be a very competitive duel considering pakistan was coming into this pakistan and india were coming into this match with uh, two wins uh, on the trot and there was some momentum so uh, what are your first thoughts on uh, india's win and somewhere do you feel that pakistan was overawed by the situation because we 
just spoke about the you know spectators vehemently supporting India, and there were hardly any Pakistan fans. So was that also a factor that you would blame? Absolutely yes. I mean, yeah. If I tell you honestly, like mm-hmm. after the toss, when India won the toss and we chose to ball first, I was really surprised along with with the people in my fa- in my stands as well because we mm-hmm. usually expect India to probably fancy themselves bad first. And just put runs on the board, especially against a team like Pakistan, where it is all about managing pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think in the last seven matches that we played against Pakistan in the One Day World Cup, out of out of seven six matches we won by batting first. Only the two thousand three game we chased around two thirty two seventy odd runs uh, uh, in South Africa to mm-hmm. win that match. But apart from that, every match we batted first against Pakistan, and we managed to win pretty comfortably. So it was quite. Uh, Odd for me as well, and also the entire entire stand to think that we actually opted to uh, ball first. Mm-hmm. So, so that that was quite nervous in terms of toss toss thing. But even like Pakistan, I think they started off really well in terms of their batting. I mean, some of the shots their openers played, the innings that Babar Azam played to his fifty, I think uh, it was pretty amazing. And even the Ahmedabad fans, uh, I know that whatever happened in, at the toss with the fans booing Babar Azam, I think that was mm-hmm. quite uncalled uncalled for. But after that, when he scored fifty, I think the fans also gave a good uh, appreciation to Babar Azam, uh, Babar Azam's innings. But some of the shots that he played, I think they were absolutely ex- exceptional. Mm-hmm. So at one point, I mean, maybe it was one fifty one for two when they were recently. Uh, Recently, in a in a position to score maybe more than two or three hundred mm. runs, where Rizwan and Babar were in their groove, exactly. carrying on what they did in the last game. We mm. all thought that, chalo, it's maybe time. We were actually mentally preparing ourselves. Ki chalo, at least team so three fifty, three hundred, three fifty. We could be potentially chasing. So hopefully, our batters turn up. Nobody in the crowd, or anyone probably nobody around the country would have thought that Pakistan <laughs> would succumb to pressure and potentially. Mm. Get down below two hundred. I mean that was totally unexpected, mm-hmm. and I think yes, I completely agree with your with your question, Nia. That uh, they might have uh, it might have to do with the entire pressure around the stadium, mm-hmm. no, and it got it might have got into the players because I didn't think there was something in the pitch, and Indian ballers just wanted to have that um, momentum momentum shift, and it mm-hmm. was always gonna be a game of one brings two. So when India strikes one one time, the crowd will suddenly wake wake up. And then they would just push you, push the Indian team, Indian team to another level, and that is exactly what happened with Bumrah, Siraj, Jadeja, hmm. and Kuldeep Spell, and and Pakistan just couldn't catch a catch a breather, and that continued when India came out to bat. First ball, I mean, we all talked about Shahin Afridi being the potential threat for our top hmm. order. First ball, he balls to Rohit Sharma, and then he just flicks it over. <laughs> Or uh, to the leg side, yeah. and and that that actually just set the tone for the Indian order. So it was a one way traffic for Pakistan for for India, mm-hmm. and pretty comfortable win. But yeah, disappointing from Pakistan's point of view. Absolutely, and uh, just look at Pakistan's batting now. Within the first fifteen overs, ah, uh, both the openers were back to the pavilion. So do you think somewhere it was a superior start for Team India? As you said, you know, it really set the ball rolling. You get that first wicket, and then eventually, you know, you see more wickets are uh, tumbling. So how would you reckon now uh, that start was, you know, quite important for Team India? Definitely, yes. I think the game actually turned from uh, the spell ball by Mohammad Siraj. I know that many people wouldn't talk. Highly about uh, that particular moment because you'll obviously look at the scorecard and see who mm-hmm. got the bigger wickets. But Mohammad Siraj's spell, I think, around the one fifty run mark, actually set the tone, and the crowd was a little bit uh, nervous, probably a little bit dead because of all the heat and everything. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. But that spell balled by Mohammad Siraj, I think he balled five dot balls in a row. Mm-hmm. And that just completely uh, have had woken the crowd up. And then Mumra came on. You saw that beautiful delivery he balled to Rizwan. And, mm-hmm. and so, so I think that just completely changed the momentum. And yes, I completely agree with that. I think there was always going to be a one-way traffic when India pounces on on you, especially in, in mm-hmm. such home condition. It happened this. It happened the similar uh, similar thing happened against Australia as well. I yeah, think they yeah. got a good start, hmm. uh, hundred for two, and then they they just completely lost their way, succumbing to below two hundred. So I think this is going to happen. This is going to be a trend in this particular World Cup. You just don't want to give India a chance to get into the game. If they do, they are just not going to be. Uh, so kind to you, and probably mm-hmm. a collapse is always on the corner. So yeah. for Pakistan, I mean, you could have expected better from them because of the way that they played against mm-hmm. Sri Lanka in the previous match. But probably for their case, it might be just one off because it's still a long way to go in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, certainly the loss can be treated as an aberration because it doesn't speak volumes of the team. But uh, there are still some frailties that need to be addressed, right? Because uh, Babur and Rizwan's partnership, I think, was stellar because that really yeah. ensured Pakistan at least had some decent total on the board. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that? And uh, like, even the way they got dismissed, right? If you observe, it was just within a span of uh, like four overs from each other. That was somewhere not ideal, and I think it was a big turning point in the match. So. Uh, what do you think about that? Absolutely. I think uh, highly you should be, uh, I think everyone should be praising the way that Babar and Rizwan played. I mean, mm. we could have sensed that these two were potentially going to take the game away from India. And you know what they did in the previous match, chasing yeah. down 350-odd runs with so much ease. So, we all know the threat. We all knew the threat about, uh, especially Rizwan. He just, when he when he said, he just completely changes the game around with his hard hitting. And Babar hardly gets out after he crosses the 50-run mark. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at his conversion rate, whenever he scores a 50, it is always known that he's going to he's gonna score a big 100 or so. So, it was quite important for India to get that particular breakthrough. And nobody expected both of them to fall in, in such a quick succession. Because for mm-hmm. Pakistan, you needed one player to be there till the end for them. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. But to be very honest, Neha, I mean, you needed a certain Mm-hmm. That inspiration to do that. I mean, the the ball that Bumrah ball to Rizwan, the slight off cutter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. The pitch wasn't assisting the paces at all. You had to do something clever. You had to do something incredible to make that magic happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe something similar to what uh, Bumrah did in in the Oval la, two years ago against mm-hmm. England in that Test mm-hmm. match where where they actually started doing really well the tail and then Bumrah balled that beautiful delivery to Ollie Robinson to get him uh, leg before. Mm-hmm. So just like that, I think Bumrah had to deliver something special and he did. And then Mohammad Siraj's epic delivery to Babar Azam. I mean, absolutely incredible. And that, and then just Pakistan just didn't know what to do mm-hmm. after that. And then our spinners joined the party. So yeah, I think that particular moment where both of them got out in quick succession mm-hmm. has to be the turning point of the game. Yeah, I mean, the Indian bowling was just superior yesterday. I mean, uh, at at all phases of the game, you could just see how, uh, you know, they had the match in their uh, palm. But uh, just focusing back on Pakistan, right? I think this uh, pattern of over-dependence on Rizwan and Babur and even now, uh, like Pakistan's middle order did not quite stand up, right? Because uh, losing wickets in clumps after you were in a situation when you could score that 300 
it is concerning because you have the likes of Saad Shakil and Iftikhar Ahmed who have that reputation, right, of scoring runs on the go. So somewhere, again, did you feel that uh, this over-dependence is going to cost them through the World Cup? Absolutely, yes. I think this was always going to be a big worry for Pakistan because even if you talk to any of their particular fans, they would always say that they are highly dependent on their top order. Not just Babar and Rizwan, but their top order especially. Mm -hmm. And that was exposed and and you just saw what happened in this particular match. So you needed uh, their top, one of the top order to be there till the end to actually manage the situation, manage the collapse, uh, collapse as well. Because normally when you go far down the tournament, you are going to get some pitches which are slow and effectively going to be a little bit of trouble. So when you are maybe potentially 34-2, 34-3, then what happens? Who is going to be the one rescuing, rescuing you from that particular situation? Not always... Babar and Rizwan are going to be there to save you. Mm -hmm. So maybe this could be like a good wake-up call for them in terms of uh, strengthening their middle order because it is completely uh, it has completely been exposed at this particular moment. But from Pakistan's point of view, they wouldn't want to worry too much because they had a good start to the tournament. It is just their first loss. Mm -hmm. But yeah, lots of things need to be uh, taken care of, especially from the middle order and the lower order as well. I expected a lot from the likes of... Uh, Shadab Khan, who mm -hmm. I think I rate to be a wonderful player lower down the order and a good player of spin as well. So I was completely surprised by his performances in the last last few months or so. But um, it's a long, long tournament. Neha. So I think uh, even they would want to just think of it as an aberration. Mm -hmm. And the next game that they play, I think they will do a little bit better, I guess. Fair enough. And this is the same Pakistan unit that won their first two games uh, quite, uh, you know, comfortably. Exactly. I mean, the Sri Lanka game <laughs> deserves an episode in itself. But, you know, <laughs> getting bundled out for 191 uh, and in the manner they did would certainly dent their morale. So, uh, do you see Pakistan actually bounce back stronger from this, understand their limitations and weaknesses and try not to repeat those mistakes in their remaining encounters? To be very honest, Nia, I mean, if you ask me this question about any other team, I would say yes, it would mm -hmm. be a huge dent on their morale. But when you talk about Pakistan and when you look at their history in the past few tournaments, they are not uh, a new customer to all this situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you take the 2019 World Cup uh, as an example, first game that they play against West Indies, they were absolutely bombarded with the short balls and they got bundled out for 100 odd runs and West Indies managed to chase that total with ease. Mm -hmm. And you thought that Pakistan would never recover from that. But then they went on and they managed to beat England, the host in the in the World Cup scoring 340 odd runs. So Pakistan is known to have such uh, shock results in at the early stages of the tournament. Even the last mm -hmm. year, the T20 World Cup, they lost to Zimbabwe, they lost to India. And then you never thought that they would be able even making the semi-final. And then they just bounced back, had certain results going their way and made the final. So Pakistan is known to be such team who actually peaks uh, into the tournament a little bit later. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a strange fact that Pakistan has started a tournament well hmm. rather than... Uh, because you know that Pakistan are always going to start a tournament on a poor note. But they then they just catch up. So I would say that Pakistan is still in a better position they shouldn't let this uh, result get get to their head too much. I know that it's a big match. India versus Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Getting all out to uh, all, out, all out for like more, less than 200 runs against your arch rivals is always going to be difficult. But they mm -hmm. do have a good gap of like 
three, four, four, five days now before their next game against Australia, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be in a better place in that in that game. So that game, I think they should forget of what happened in this match and they should be fine for this tournament. That's actually true. And I think, you know, a lot of fans and even us have been raving about the Indian bowling, right? It was, I think phenomenal is also not the word we're looking at because you had Bumra, Siraj, Pandya, Jadeja and Kuldeep, you know, bowling literally out of their skins to ensure that you're restricting this tough Pakistan batting. So uh, what were your thoughts on uh, that bowling performance and, you know, the unit gelling well together somewhere and ensuring that, you know, we got to see this brilliant uh, bowling performance? Absolutely, yes. I think gelling together has to be a very, very vital thing, especially in a big tournament like this. And speaking from India's point of view, our ballers gelling in together was always going to be a big, big case. And the way that our ballers ball, especially in partnership, you saw Kuldeep Yadav doing mm-hmm. really well with the like of Jadeja at the other end. You need this power balling combination to do well because in the past, you have seen Indian ballers actually riding off on one or two players' performances. Maybe mm. like Bumrah for that matter. And even Shami when he was around the playing level. But this time, it is something something we used to do maybe pre-2019 World Cup where all of our ballers are gelling in together, getting those crucial wickets. So, mm. you would not you would rarely see a, a one, one particular baller in the, in the wicket list always. You would always see... Like, as a fan, I would always take five ballers contributing to two, two, three, three wickets each (laughs) rather than one baller taking all the five wickets Mm. because that would actually give a better picture of how well our squad is uh, rounding up to be. Mm. And that is exactly what is happening in this World Cup. You see Kuldeep Yadho among the wickets. You see Bumrah always among the wickets. Siraj is there. And uh, Jadeja is also now coming to his group. Just I always worry about is the fourth balling or third seamer option that is uh, Shadul Thakur. I just Mm -hmm. want him to to get amongst the wickets. And if he's not playing, then maybe Ashwin on certain yeah. wickets. And 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 Shami, who hasn't been tried out yet. So, if we sort out that particular position well for each condition, then I think uh, we, are a, we are a huge... Uh, it will be, create a huge difference mm-hmm. for our side. Definitely. Because uh, right now, India seems like a well-oiled unit. You know, you have all the departments uh, firing, except a few areas of concern about, you know, who will play a certain match. But that, again, depends on match situations and the management seems to be, uh, you know, solving that problem well. Now, although this bowling performance really set the context for the match, now when we focus on India's batting as well, the biggest talking point, of course, was the return of uh, Shubhan Gill, right? Man was down with dengue, but uh, (laughs) the way he was batting uh, in his return really didn't seem like he was uh, sick, right? But it was a great start to his uh, batting, but he could not capitalize uh, somewhere. So what did you make of uh, his dismissal? Very honestly, I mean, when we saw the news that uh, Shuman Gill is actually in the playing eleven, I mean, mm-hmm. you could hardly make out at the toss who is playing or not because of the loud noise around the stadium. So the yeah, only yeah. time we actually got to know that uh, Shuman is playing was on the big screen when the playing eleven is announced. Mm-hmm. And when Shuman Gill's name was displayed, the entire crowd, the entire Ahmedabad was buzzing and the mm-hmm. loud noise. I have the video recorded mm-hmm. and probably posted on my social in a couple of days' time. But mm-hmm. that actually gave you a picture of how important this particular man is for our side. And the way that he batted uh, batted in this particular match, he, it, it looked like he's always made this ground, made this uh, format his very own. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, couldn't couldn't go on to put up a big score. But some of the shots that he played, wow. I mean, I could just picture that... Uh, 
that cover drive that he played off, mm. of shine afridi in the first or second over yeah. i mean the way that he just caressed that through the, through the gap it was absolutely vintage shubman gill and you just wanted more and more of that uh, particular thing but uh, even the even the dismissal ball that he got out it was hit so well so crisply on any other day it would have been uh, over the point fielder and would have went for a boundary straight away mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i mean it, it took a blinder of a catch to by shadab i think to to dismiss that but overall i wouldn't be too uh, critical about that particular innings because obviously i thought that shubman would be a little bit rusty getting into mm-hmm. the tournament but i didn't see any rustiness in his in his innings at all so mm-hmm. as a fan i'm not too overly concerned about shubman i'm sure that is carrying off very actually left off uh, before the world cup and good good signs are definitely there to be coming agreed because shubman gill uh, has been in this purple patch and in the form of his life right and seeing him come back it was almost like he just uh, picked off from where he last left so he was hoping you know he can continue that uh, form and convert those uh, starts into something bigger as well now even virat kohli right he was undone by uh, hasan ali so the shot he played was quite uncanny right so talk us through that uh, dismissal and what did you make of it you know with virat kohli i mean when you talk about virat kohli and india versus pakistan matches you would always see that virat has always done well mm. in this particular fixture but yesterday i mean because of the entire situation around the match match already 80% won by our team with the blazing mm. start that we got and rohit was already in the uh, in the other groove as well virat wasn't like you you always sense that you, you could actually sense that virat was always like Hello, Tika. Let us just enjoy this moment. And mm-hmm. even the walk-in that he got from uh from the dressing room to the to the playing area, it was so quick that he just wanted to get into the action and play his shots. He just wanted to make a statement rather than actually dig in. Like if you look at his past performances against Pakistan, it was always coming uh when India actually started off poorly. Like when mm-hmm. we lost the early wicket. quite early into the match and you needed a virat kohli special to dig you out of that situation and that got the best of him uh, for the team but yesterday was i think a one off case where the match was already won and very and very rarely you see an india versus pakistan run chase being decided so early mm-hmm. in the in the last five or five to six years or so so you really didn't needed a virat kohli special to win us that game and even virat knew that for that matter so he he just wanted to enjoy the enjoy the occasion enjoy the moment he mind you he did play some great shots i guess i think the shot that he played to shine shine of the extra cover drive that he played and then uh, i guess to hasan ali also before he got dismissed for that delivery mm-hmm. they looked quite good as well maybe i got got a little bit carried away by what rohit sharma was doing at the other end thought that he could also do what he what rohit was doing but uh, yeah i mean such things tend to happen it was just a shock that he got out so cheaply against pakistan where you where you expect him to do really well but i don't think that we should be think, talking about that that wicket too much because mm-hmm. even virat knew that it was still like a match was already done by that point of time exactly not reading into it too much because uh, even virat kohli has had a great run so far in the world cup and it happens to the best of the players that you know you misread the ball and uh, get dismissed in that fashion but his counterpart rohit sharma was batting like anything i mean it was like he was on a whole different surface right firing from the other end you know hitting those pull shots those massive sixes he was looking very much uh, at ease and uh, the chase certainly did not seem dull so uh, what did you make of uh, rohit sharma's uh, performance in the context of this match and 
we've seen right the love story of <laughs> world cups and uh, rohit sharma really come through in this match absolutely neha i mean i'll tell you one thing so i was in delhi for the rohit sharma 100 that he got against afghanistan mm-hmm. and i'm saying this on record now the 80 odd he scored against pakistan is much better than what he scored against afghanistan where he actually scored uh-huh. 100 mm-hmm. and that is because of the the shots that he played i mean he never looked like he is in trouble it was a chanceless kind of an innings the pull shot that he played off shine uh, free the mm-hmm. and even hard off when he came on to bowl and the and the way he greeted haris ross in the first over by pegging him down the ground for for a six straight straight six in his very first over i mean how are you talking about haris ross who is a premium pace bowling option mm-hmm. of of the opposition who is known to dismantle the batting order quite a lot you greet that particular bat, bat uh, bowler with such ease i mean you i mean it was completely incredible innings and i've never seen such an innings by a batter in the last 5 years or so and i would rate this rohit sharma innings much higher than what we saw against afghanistan yes he got a 100 brilliant but this innings i think holds a very very special innings in my heart because he mm-hmm. just looked so good so elegant and i would say that some 80s are always better than 100s and this quote we actually tend to use quite a lot but uh, this is perfectly uh, this is perfectly summed up for what rohit sharma did against pakistan i mean absolutely incredible and it is so good yeah i mean you mentioned about rohit sharma and his love story with uh, with the world mm-hmm. cups and he's just carrying on very very left off in 2019 and everyone were talking about rohit sharma's form leading into the tournament how is he going to cope up because before the world cup rohit didn't really do that great in this particular format i think he only had like one or two hundreds in the last two years or so mm-hmm. but come the world cup he's already like like showing why he is such a boss man in this particular format arguably the greatest opener in this particular format currently so i mean it is so good to have such a such a player in your side where where even when where even you let him just play those 30 balls mm-hmm. he is going to take the game away from you and that is exactly what he did against afghanistan and also against pakistan so absolutely incredible Yeah, I mean, he really sets the hallmark of a great player. You know, he's one of the uh, giants when it comes to white ball cricket, and it's really nice to see him. Uh, you know, rewind that clock because in the 2019 World Cup, we saw him with those five daddy hundreds, really owning the stage, right? So I hope this World Cup also we get to see a lot more uh, coming from his bat, and eventually India landing <laughs> their hands on a ICC trophy and taking that jinx. So he was hoping that happens, and also another major positive. Uh, I think has to be the form of Shreyas Iyer, right? Now he is back at his attacking best, and uh, with a calm and composed KL Rahul at the other end, they really wrapped up the match without any hassle. So how uh, you know nice and serene was to see that run chase? Exactly. I mean, it was an important game for Shreyas Iyer as well. I mean, uh, he was not out at the uh, uh, in the other game against Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. That was that was good on his confidence because after the first game. the kind of dismissal that he got against australia critics were all over him and yeah, people yeah. wanted people people were actually just slagging shreya shayar off because he was the only one who came out of injury and didn't really delivered as much as as, as expectations were on him because kl after injury is a complete different beast mm-hmm. it was just about that number four spot how how shreya shayar actually someone like a surya kumar who scored 250s in a row mm-hmm. and then got dropped for shreya shayar who and rightfully so because he's been there 
in that role for a longer time. So pressure was on Suresh Iyer to do well, and that Australia game didn't help his cause either. So it was always good for him to spend more time at the crease. And being not out at the other end in the Afghanistan game played a good good thing on his uh, mindset and momentum. And I think uh, against Pakistan also he looked quite uh, quite decent. And uh, there was a little bit of battle between uh, Iyer and uh, forgot Harisro for that yeah, matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I mean, you saw the reaction from the stadium. I think mm-hmm. you you can't sledge an Indian player, especially when it's India versus Pakistan in an Indian ground, yeah. and the stadium is not going to be kind to you. So that actually got him pumped, pumped mm-hmm. up, and you saw the Pakistani bowlers bombarding him with the short, shorter deliveries, and then he just pulls one uh, to a boundary, and that actually showed you that he's ready to take on any challenges in this particular World Cup. So it mm-hmm. is always good to see that. And really happy for Shreyas. And when you talk about KL, I mean, he's just owning this format, isn't he? In the middle order, there is very rarely you see KL Rahul failing in in that particular mm-hmm. role in the middle order in the last two years or so. So I think it's always good to have a stable middle order because you all know what happened in 2019. Okay. It was the middle order who who you wanted to do well in that particular game, but unfortunately they didn't do. So it is always good to have a stable top order, a stable middle order going into the tournament. So Ayer coming into his group, KL Rahul doing what he does best is a great thing for the Indian cricket team. Definitely, and uh, even defending this uh, low total now, Shaheen Afridi really stood out, right, with his uh, two wickets and that menacing line in length. But uh, at large, how would you look at the Pakistani bowling yesterday? Like, did they seem under pressure? Uh, because you know you're defending this uh, low total, or did they seem like you know we would throw everything at them and see where the match goes? Uh, I think when you talk about any team, when you have a score like 190, like less than 200 on the board on such a great batting wicket, it will always demoralize you, whether you mm-hmm. are the great Pakistani bowling attacker, even for that matter, if you are India, it is always difficult to bounce, like create an impact straight away in that particular uh, particular match. So unless you don't have an early wicket to, uh, to your name, it is always going to be a difficult case. And what happened with Pakistan bowling uh, in that particular match was that uh, the Indian batters didn't allow them to just set in. Yeah. I mean, yes, you got an early wicket of Shubman Gill, but at the other end, you, you just kept on leaking runs. I mean, I think India scored f- the first 50 within uh, the first 10, 10 overs itself. Mm-hmm. And that that actually just killed the game off eventually. So if they managed to just control the scoring for a little bit, maybe that could have created a bit, bit of pressure on the Indian team. But that just didn't seem to happen. I mean, yes, Shine of really took two wickets, but he was also belted for runs in the first five overs, in his mm-hmm. first spell for that matter. So, I wouldn't like read too much into this performance by Pakistan because obviously it's a big game, but I would just want to see that as a one-off because it's still early in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You can still make it to the player, make it to the top four. You are in a good good stable position right now. You have a good five days rest. You can just forget this game and move on. And mm-hmm. I think that is exactly what Pakistan is going to do. I still see them favourites for that top four spot just because of the way that they started. It is just about how they bounce back mentally into this mm-hmm. tournament. And I think they'll they'll do well. And their ballers are much better than what you saw in this particular match. Agreed. Now, even at large, uh, Pakistan will uh, take this match as a learning curve and, uh, you know, try to build on that. And even for India, we will definitely take a lot of confidence from this match going ahead because, you know, registering three wins out of three in, like, just the start of the World Cup is a, a confidence booster nonetheless. So now uh, the next match that India plays is uh, versus Bangladesh. So any key matchups and uh, do you have predictions for the match? 
uh, India versus Bangladesh, to be very honest, Nia, has been always about uh, the social media rivalry, the social media hype, <laughs> yeah. for for that matter. And uh, even the in, even the ODI games, if you look at it uh, in the last ten years or so, it has always been uh, evenly matched up. Not just mm-hmm. ODI, I think even all formats for that matter. And uh, you always have have some nervy moments in this particular fixture. And uh, there have been quite a lot of amazing moments as well. The Rohit Sharma hundred. Uh, in the quarterfinals of 2015 mm-hmm. and uh, the Asia Cup final in 2018 and even the bilateral series won by Bangladesh in their home turf. So, you have seen results going uh, on each side's uh, favour in the last 10 years or so. But in the World Cup, it has always been a one-way traffic. I did, uh, and since 2007, of course, India has always had the mm-hmm. better of Bangladesh in ICC events for a long, long time. And I see that trend to continue in the in this year as well. I mean, no no disrespect to Bangladesh, but India are currently on a different zone altogether. And talking about key matchups, I think I would really love for India to bat first in this particular uh, fixture because, mind you, that we haven't batted first at all in this uh, tournament yet. And I think against Bangladesh, it would be a perfect time to do, do mm-hmm. so because Pune, you tend to expect a good batting track, especially on a fresh wicket. I don't, I don't think... The, this is going to be the first match in Pune in this particular tournament. So, you expect the wicket to be uh, to be at, at its best in terms mm. of freshness and, and hardness for that matter. So, I would want us to bat first, get runs on the board and see how our ballers do well in terms of defending the target. Mm. So, I would I would want uh, want to see runs from Shubman Gill's bat because we spoke about how he looked in his groove in the short innings that he played against Pakistan. But you would always love to see Shubman Gill scoring a big, big 100. So I'll 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 my key ba- battle will be Shubman Gill against their paces and the spinners for that matter. But I'm not sure how much the ball would be turning in this particular game because of the 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 nature of the wicket. But uh, Shubman versus their spinners, especially uh, Mehdi Hassan, I think he's hmm. going to be a great great challenge for uh, for our uh, batters because he has always troubled our batting order quite a lot. And also Mustafizur Rahman in the death overs has tend to do well against our batting order as well. So these are the key matchups I'm looking forward to. But uh, yeah, apart from that, I think it's going to be our bowlers against their top order as well. Definitely, we can expect a belter of a match uh, with these two Asian uh, you know, super giants going at it with each other. And even as we reach the end of our uh, discussion, do you have any final thoughts, words of wisdom or even a message for our listeners? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it's the World Cup and everything is all about what is happening mm-hmm. on the cricket field, off the cricket field, on social media. Everyone wants to hear about how each team is particularly uh, preparing for that matter and how fans are thinking about from other teams' point of view as well. So, it is like a festival. I mean, we are already in the Navratri season. We all talk about the hype around the festival. Mm-hmm. Just like that, World Cup is also a festival for all the sports lovers, cricket lovers for especially. So, my only uh, message to the fans is that to enjoy each and every moment, each and every match, each and every mm-hmm. ball for the next one and a half month or so. Because as as you right, as I rightly said that it is a carnival event and yeah. you would not want to miss out on anything. I mean, right now, currently, while recording, I can already see the score of England versus Afghanistan. <laughs> Afghanistan yeah. has started off brilliantly. So, such kind of unexpected things will happen. So, as a fan who is watching this as a neutral, it is always going to be a great, great time for them. Hmm. So, my my only message is enjoy the matches, enjoy the moment. These, these moments will never come back and you'll always be remembered. And if you're going to the stadium to watch the match, hmm. just like how I did in the last three games, 
enjoy each and every moment i know that you want to capture a lot for your social media but also enjoy it for yourself as well admire the way that the oppositions are playing admire the way that our batters and the our bowlers are playing and always ensure that there is good uh, gamesmanship when you are there out there in the stadium you don't cross the line too much in terms of overdoing things in such heated mm-hmm. moments because as fans we need to respect the game and everything so that is the only message i'll give to to our fans and i'd also like to add that uh, sanjit you know through your coverage on now uh, social media of the world cup it's been fascinating your uh, work with bharat army and all the behind the scenes uh, fun you have even during the match it, the coverage has been brilliant and top notch so i'd urge all my uh, subscribers followers whatever you know just uh, follow you also across all your uh, social media channels and bharat army for the wonderful work you're doing and will uh, continue to do so Thank you so much, Nia. That's very kind of you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that pretty much does conclude our episode. And thank you so much, Sanjit, you know, for joining me on this episode. Like, I know you have a flight today, yet you took time off your busy schedule to, you know, join me and talk so beautifully about this match. It really puts it in uh, perspective. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be able to resonate with all the, uh, you know, thoughts we shared through the match. And uh, you're always welcome on the podcast. So we'll, you know, have you back again sometime soon. So until next time stay safe and take care bye for now Take care guys Cheers Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast for the latest episode updates and stay tuned Do check out at the rate never in the back foot on Instagram and Threads, and at the rate never in the back one on Twitter, now called X, for the latest facts, updates, fresh content, and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and take care, listeners. Bye for now.